0: Uh, stories there's some great things that God did while we're down there, but also I don't want you to think. Uh, please don't try. Don't have that mentality of they went and I didn't go, so I don't experience that. Because man, this is all about us. This is about us as a youth ministry, not just people who went to Desperation, not just people who went to El Salvador. This is about us, and we are writing our story. So it, this involves all of us, and this is uh, so. Man, I want you to just. Celebrate as people celebrate. Cry as people cry. Man, just uh, uh, shout with people shouting. Laugh when people are laughing. I mean, it, it's about us as a youth ministry. Okay, so I'm excited about that. One quick announcement we have: those of you that are in front line, we have a vision and prayer advancement retreat that's coming up Sunday. We leave at one o'clock right after church. So uh, if you're going on that, here's what I need: I need you to sign up on the sign-up sheet. Right over there to count. Please don't forget because we're kind of looking for around 20 uh, to go. So we, we need to we need you guys to sign up. If you're in front line, you're going to be a part of that. Cost is only $20, and you'll probably want to bring 10-15 bucks for food, and you'll be all set. You'll we'll be good to go. So uh, sign up over there. We leave Sunday at one. If you go to the Element Facebook page and you click on the little discussion icon on the left, on the left uh you'll see a couple inserts for frontline you'll read all the details and have all that stuff in there okay we should be back monday night about 7 p.m so it's like a 30-hour intense fun vision casting prayer retreat that uh well not retreat we don't retreat we advance prayer and faith and uh, that's what it's going to be about so love for you guys to be a part of that Frontliners, uh, if you haven't signed up for Frontline uh, you can come talk to me that's something you might be interested in okay? alright, also we're going to have uh, one more song I'm going to pray and uh, kind of run through uh, the week we had in El Salvador more briefly and then let the students just come up and get to share alright, so uh you guys stand up with me That's uh... It's worship. Oh uh-huh. Able to communicate those things with clarity, Father. That God, they'd be able to explain what you did supernaturally, Lord Jesus. So there would be no confusion. And Father, I pray, God, that you would just mold us together as a ministry, mold us together as a group of students, Father. God, the vision is big, and what you have for us is big. And God, we tasted your presence this past week. We tasted you, and God, we want more of you. God, we see. we've seen what, what passion really is and we've seen Lord Jesus what it means to be fully yours and what it means Lord Jesus to just toss aside the things of this earth and the things of this world Lord God to go after one pursuit one holy pursuit Lord Jesus and that is you so God I pray tonight that you will come in a special way that Father your presence will just sweep through this place that God we will just spend These next moments together, these next minutes, Father, just basking in your presence, basking in your greatness, God, acknowledging what you have done, and Father, all the glory goes to you. All the glory is for your name, Father. And as we talked about in El Salvador, God, we want to make your name famous, Lord Jesus. God, it's about you. So, Father, we lift you up tonight. We declare, God, that you are the King and the Lord of our lives. God, Father, you own every bit of us. You own our hearts and you own, Lord Jesus, our dreams and guts, everything. God, we lay ourselves before you tonight. Asking you to come. Asking, Father, to experience you again. And not just in a moment, not just in these four walls, but God, teach us to begin to live lives of experiencing you every minute, every moment of our days, Lord Jesus. God, may we acknowledge and realize that you are with us always. And God, tonight I just pray that you bless those who are going to come and speak and testify. God, put your words in their mouths. God, I pray that you would just honor our time last week and that uh, you would be lifted up. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody stand. I loved it. Uh, I'll just uh, kind of start us off and say, man, what an amazing experience. Uh, some of the barriers we had to overcome, the language barriers that you just saw. Uh, so so proud of our students and our students for uh, just stepping in there and jumping right in. And man, I didn't have to ask them to do that. I didn't have to push anybody. I didn't have to kick anybody in the butt. I mean, they just, they just leap forward with great faith and great excitement and begin to engage uh, their students in the culture. At the same time, I think that their students in their, in their culture really began to teach us a lot uh, about who Jesus is, and uh, about you know uh, our love and our desires and our excitement for Him. And, uh, it was just amazing to me to watch us interact throughout the week. And we did we did everything together, and that's what was that was that's what was so cool. And they they chose about 15 of their student leaders, students that really stepped up over the course of the last year there, and. Uh, uh, we did some teaching and training with everyone, uh, all of their students and all of their teenagers. But then we did some fun stuff, just relational building stuff uh, with our students and their students. They like the zip lining through the jungle, which was uh, awesome. Uh, the, uh, just the, the whole, uh, I forget what they called it, extreme something that morning, extreme rally. And they had it all planned out. and It was, it was a lot of fun. It was just great to uh, be with them. I'm not going to share too much more. I want you to hear uh, from the students and from their perspective. So, uh, students, you want to be the first. first. All right, come
1: on. I'll probably be up one once, because it's not all through my mind. But... Okay, well, I figured I'd go first, because you can't start the night when we're all together without. Don't no, do no, don't don't no. Alright, alright. Inside joke. Okay, and um, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, um, before I left for El Salvador, I someone told me that my life wasn't all about me, and like I don't really know how to take that because there's I don't know it's like a lot to handle at once. I was like, nothing is about me. like, Well, you know, whatever. Um, but going on this trip really made me believe that it's not at all. And, like, whenever we had, like, our debriefing night, we always brought up, like, they know what they're fighting for. And, like, I, like, I I just kept hearing that concept over and over. Like, they know, they know what they're fighting for, they know what they're fighting for, and I never really got it. And, um, the last night, um, this guy, Chris, stood up and he was talking about how his sister, his little sister, didn't come to church. And... Like, he kept praying for him, praying for and praying for him. And eventually, you know, she's like, hey, you know, I want to start coming to church with you. And, like, as he's telling the story, he, like, completely broke down. And, like, it just made me think about my little brother and how, like, it started off as, like, you know, I want him to come to church so bad. I want him to accept God and, you know, live for him and not live for the world or whatever. And I kind of gave up on him because I just can't really... Like, I just, I was sick of, like, repetitive, like, praying and praying and nothing happening. And I was just, you know, annoyed that nothing was happening. So I just kind of stopped. But, uh, yeah, after hearing, like, what Chris said and how, like, he prayed for so long. And then the sister finally came. And, like, that meant so much to me. And then it just, like, brought up the concept, like, he knows what he's fighting for. He knows the lives that he's fighting for. And, like, eternity, you know, in heaven and hell. that it just really got to it. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I thought that was cool and how, like I found, like I really did understand the concept that it's not about me at all. It's not ever about me. You know, it's all about like the other people and my friends and my family and, you know, God.
2: And, yeah. Okay.
3: felt God hit me like you know this kid is really hurt and you gotta pray for him and you gotta you know talk about him and I, you know talk to him about it and so after we we kind of everybody they told us to grab chairs so we could go out and I, I I lost track of him. I couldn't find him and so I I got I got out there with the chair I got out there with the chair and I was like um so where's he at? And I so I said I told God I go where do you want me to sit? He goes, Well there's a seat over there right next to him and it was just open and I was like it was—it was kind of amazing that God actually put a seat right next to him. Not like you know, just no—it's an open, like an open seat just right next to him. And I went sat next to him. I talked to him, and everything I talked to him about that he said he was struggling with—the same thing I just, i prayed for. And like it was like it was like like God just gave me everything I needed to say, and, and I was there. I kind of was like uh, before I was just looking around because I sat—I just sat there and I looked. I kept looking on the table. I looked on the other side. I was the only one from our group and no translator, now spoke Spanish, and I was like, okay. <laughs> but luckily he spoke a little English, so it kind of worked out. And then um, it just, I, I kind of got to know like, there's, there's one kid and the other kid, and the Christian, I got to know who spoke, spoke English. So it was, so, and I got to know And so they, there were only two that spoke
4: English, so it was pretty lucky for me to sit there. <laughs> 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 and then,
3: so I thought that was really,
0: <laughs> it's really cool. But, yeah, that was... That's what We've heard a lot about Chris from Noel. Who's next. Be bold. You already know what you want to say. Woo! Come on,
5: Que And that means what's up. Alright. I went to this trip not really thinking that people from El Salvador would be a lot like us. But I was amazed by how much alike they were. They listened to the same music that I do. They laughed at the same things. And after a while we didn't really need to understand their language to talk to them. But they had something that I didn't have and I really wanted. that was real, honest passion for God. There's two boys, Omar and Nestar, that, um, from when I was told, they live in houses that they don't have access to, water, they can't shower, and they sleep on dirt floors, but the, the minute I laid eyes on them, I was just like, wow, they have, they have energy, they have passion. They were probably the happiest people I've ever met in my life. And learning that, it broke me. And it made me think, I've got all this at home, why why don't I have that passion? And it really it broke me. And there was another time, it was at the resort, it was after after we left Zion. I was with Paul and Nicole, and we were just walking around and one of us was like, Look up. And we looked at the stars and we're like, Wow. And then we were walking some and someone else was like, Hey, did you to the stars? And I'm like, yeah, she's like, Go down in the ocean. They're a lot better. And we're like, Alright. So we get down there and then they're like, they're like, watch out for the crabs. I was like, crabs? I was terrified of the crabs. And so I, I sat there for about like three minutes, like thinking, I don't know, I don't want to see them. I can see them from here. They're good. They're, they're still stars, so I can see them. And Paul and Nicole were like, no, 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 come on, you can do it. They're just crabs. you got to run really fast. Just run really fast and avoid the crabs. If they touch you, it, it'll be okay. So I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good right here. I'm like, no, come on, you can do it they took me and I was like, okay, one, two, three, you ran. You ran and I didn't hit any crabs luckily, but I was terrified. But when I got there, I looked up and the stars were amazing. Way way better from on land and it's kind of like I can relate that to my walk with God. Like, there will be little crabs, little things trying to get at me, but I can enjoy my view from without going and risking getting attacked by crabs, but it won't be as as great as if I charge past the crabs and get to the ocean or I can see the stars brighter than ever.
6: everybody was, and then I was just being crazy and bopping my head back and forth, and just, like, (laughs) were spectacular. (laughs) Um, so anyway. (laughs) Um, well, one thing I just want to say about the kids, especially the little kids, Like, a week before the trip, I was just really thinking in my head, what are the kids going to be like? Are they going to be happy or are they going to be sad? And, person, I mean, really I thought that they were going to be like sad little kids who may not have anything at all, but when I got there, I figured out that they were so joyful, they had so much passion, and they would, like, I had this little kid who came up to me on the first day, I think it was, when we went to the church and um, he had like five little bracelets on and he gave me one of the little bracelets and it was just so cute to see him and like see that he was so happy and so willing and I was just like, oh, thank you so much for this because even though it was just a little bracelet, it meant so much to me and um, yeah, the teenagers too. They have tons of passion. They all, what I really like about them is instead of just going up separately up front and jumping up and down, they all like to go together as a group and just jump up and down and worship God with all the passion that they have in their hearts. And that's just the thing that I love about these guys.
7: for the things that he does, and um, uh, one that just can't help but think about the things that break his heart, because they actually break him, not they just make him feel down. And um, then one of the prayer nights we had, uh, well, I don't know if it was planned to go that long, but uh, after we prayed together, we all just kind of prayed around, and I was praying with this kid named Giovanni and uh, he we, I was praying for him and then like in the middle of his prayer translator came over and translated his prayer as he was uh, praying it and he said uh, uh, God has given you uh, uh, did he say? He said, uh, God has given you a heart on fire a heart like a warrior just crazy, like, God was speaking through him, and, like, I wouldn't have understood that if the translator didn't come over at that time, and that just, like, really uh, broke me, and, uh, like, because that's what I was praying for, like, the whole time, and, um, after that, I went to go pray with Pablo, the little 11-year-old kid that's absolutely amazing, and, um, uh, he... He is, like, so on fire for God. He's only 11, and he's the most energetic and heavy kid you'll ever meet. And um, we found out that night that both of his parents are uh, gang members, and his dad's, like, one of the biggest gang leaders in El uh, Congo. And, like, just to see his heart for um, for God, just through all of his family situations, he... Uh, like, you can see him and know that he is going to change his family and everyone around him. And it's just amazing. Like, uh, when we were leaving, instead of saying, like, bye, he said, pray. And uh, it's, it, it was just amazing to see, like, at 11, he has a heart for prayer. He knows that prayer works, that that is the most important thing, that even though uh, we'll be separated... Uh, over uh, just this great distance he knows that if me and him are both praying for each other that uh, God will keep us connected and just uh, keep our uh, just passion alive
8: would be really cool for just to give a recap of the week of what we actually did. John kind of did that, but just to kind of walk you through day by day of what our week looked like. Sunday was basically a travel day. We get up really early. I think most of us were up at 3 a.m. So we had a travel day all day Sunday, and then Monday was the first time that we walked into the church, and all the Compassion kids had kind of a welcome service for us there. So there were several hundred Compassion kids, and they marched, kind of like we do programs in church, they marched their cutest little kids up, and they had frogs on, and they did a little song for us, and um, we actually got to tour the facilities there, and kind of they walked us through what a day looks like when a, when a child attends for compassion. I'll go over that in a little bit later. Um, and then uh, that was most of the morning. We had um, lunch at the church. Uh, they serve a lot of things called pupusas. Is that it? It's like a tortilla with beans in it And not salsa But basically tomato sauce that you dip it in um, So we had a lot of papooses It was good um, And then that night We were back at church for a youth service they have, they have a lot of services during the week So Monday night was the youth service Where the community came in Tuesday we went to the church And actually put on a vacation bible school All day at the church for the compassion kids Compassion has a set of students that come in in the morning, um, and a set of students come in the afternoon. So all day we did VBS. We did a opening session. Greg told a great song uh, story. We sang songs. We taught them drive the bus, which a lot of you kind of already seen the videos. Uh, we had a craft for them. We had games for them. We had face painting, which they love. They lined up out the door for face painting. Um, and. And those that didn't get it were very traumatized and very upset um, when we ran out of time. So next time if you guys do that, if anybody goes, plan to just face paint all day long. Um, And then uh, we were back again that night for church again. This was their main church service, and Pastor Abner, the pastor of Zion Church, spoke that night. Wednesday, their youth, like John said, planned an extreme rally for us, so they took us. We were supposed to originally go on a volcano hike with them, but it was, um, it's the rainy season, so they were having mudslides and we couldn't do that. The rain was crazy there. The first night, it rained tremendously and some of our hotel rooms even flooded. I mean, it comes out of nowhere and it's just downpour. Uh... So they did a great job. It just reminded me of being at home. Milton, the pastor's son, is in charge of the youth group. They did things called a mummy wrap. You know, we've done stuff like that before. They did an interesting twist, though, because we actually had to carry the mummy with us to every single game. It was really hot. I felt really bad for the mummies that were wrapped up. But we did tug-of-war, and then all the muddy pitchers, they actually created a slip and slide horse. This is the grossest part, and you can ask everybody about it. There were horses everywhere, and there was horse poop everywhere. So uh, that was not really mud, that was horse poop that everyone was rolling. It was, it was interesting. Yes, organic. Yeah. that's a good word. I threw away my clothes. Um, so they played, that was, it was a great game. You know, we played a game, we were, Paired up with their teenagers, so we played a game with them, like half of us like a puzzle. Half of it was in Spanish, half of it was in English. It was a song, and we had to put it together. They were great. They were very creative at planning it. It was amazing. Uh, then that afternoon, we went back to the church and we met with all of the youth of Zion, and they came in and John taught a session, um, kind of like our break free that we do. He just taught them about how the enemy works and um, just sin and opening their lives up to sin. Uh, Thursday this was a really cool opportunity we were actually able to go into a public school right down the street and present the gospel it was incredible they gave us like all the time in the world I mean we were just floored by that we were able to do it we were able to sing worship songs we got the big stage I mean there were how many hundreds of kids would you say over 500 kids were there we sang worship songs we did our dramas um, we did all kinds of really fun things. I mean, we had some students come up on stage and Milton played a funny game with them. And then we were able to split up into groups and present the, they presented the gospel and then everybody just split up and uh, shared the gospel with students. It was just an incredible morning, an incredible opportunity. Um, and then uh, Friday we did the zip line. What did we do? Oh, that afternoon we had session two with the students. We split up guys and girls and we talked about sex. Um, We picked that topic only because Compassion told us that that is a tremendous struggle for teenagers in the El Congo, El Salvador. Um, They're very um, promiscuous at a very young age. And it was really good. We had a lot of feedback from the teenagers, and a lot of them said, we've never heard a talk like this in church before. And then one girl said, we don't even hear it at home. So they were really encouraged by that. Friday morning, we did the zip line through the jungle with the teens. And it was just, I mean, it was fun for us, but it was more fun to watch them, I think, because it was something that they had never experienced and probably would never be able to experience, you know, if if we wouldn't have taken them. So that was a good opportunity. And then we had our last session that afternoon with them, which was kind of like a debrief with them, what they thought of the week, and turned into a really long prayer meeting, which I'm sure more people will share about later. And Saturday morning... They had a, a goodbye service for, at the ch- for us at the church. But a couple things. I just thought that would be good so you guys could know what the week looked like for us. It was really busy. It was really a great time. Uh, a couple things that really spoke to me this week is just um, Compassion International, if you don't know, is the, the group that we went with. Compassion International um, asked people to sponsor children for $38 a month. And so the church that we were at is a Compassion host site. So they have about 300 kids that are enrolled in Compassion that come to Zion Church. And just the Monday morning when we walked through the church to see all the children, hundreds of children that are there because of Compassion and the difference that Compassion is making globally and around the world. And just to think that was one church that has about 300 kids there. And they were so cute. They had little uniforms on. They had white shirts on and black pants. And, and your sponsorship pays for that. And uh, just just to see um, the impact that it makes on the kids. If you ask any kid who has a sponsor, and they'll be able to tell you their sponsor's name just like that. I, I just saw the tremendous um, importance, you know, um, If you're a sponsor, that kid values you so much. They know your name. When we went to a child's home, we did home visits too. She pulled out a box in a back room and she pulled out all her valuable things and she had saved all of her letters that she had gotten from her sponsors. And um, just, it's such a tremendous blessing in their lives. And it ministers not only to the kids, but it ministers to the families. The families are impacted so greatly. By this, And they are, they are brought into the church um, through Compassion. Compassion gives them meals. And sometimes it's the only meal that a kid gets a day, you know, is when they go to the Compassion site. So, I mean, I was just blown away that day by just thinking about the tremendous, I think they said how many, was it billion or million kids are sponsored in Compassion? 1.2 million kids are sponsored throughout the world by Compassion and, I just saw the tremendous impact that they're making and how important it is, and and if you're a sponsor, um, how important you are to that kid, even though, you know, they may have never met you. They'll be able to tell you their name. You know, when we were in the public schools, they were asking, are you my sponsor? Are you John Crane? A kid asked that. Um, So they know their sponsor's names. And uh, another thing is that I was really amazed... um, just in talking to the kids, the, the the area is made up primarily of I'm going really long, I'm sorry, of no fathers. Very rarely did I meet a, a kid that there was a father in their home. Most of them said their dads abandoned them when they were born or they don't know them, they left, they abandoned them and went to the States. Our little sponsor girl said her dad left when she was a baby. He lives in the same community, and she never sees him. She sees her brothers and sisters at school, but she never sees her dad. So it's fatherless. I mean, there are single moms trying to struggle to, to raise the children. And lots of times, they live with their grandmother. Um, and then three people that I got to meet that were just um, really special and incredible was in the sponsor girl. And we got the opportunity to meet her mother. We weren't able to go into their homes because uh, the gang presence was uh, very strong there. But they got to come to the church and eat lunch with us. And uh, she picked John out immediately when we got to the church one day. She ran, John, John, and <laughs> hugged him. And she was latched to my side all day long. Um, so it, that was really cool. And just to meet her mom and uh, another girl that we got that I got to meet is. Um, I know John talked last time about putting a girl through college to you guys, and so we've been doing that and keeping in touch with her, and so I got to meet her for the first time, and her mom gave me the biggest hug. She wouldn't let me go, and she just sobbed on my shoulder, and it was just the most incredible moment, you know, when I said, you know, because John wasn't with me, so they had no idea who I was, and I pulled a translator, and I said, can you tell her I'm Pastor John's wife, and She just started crying, and I started crying, and her mom wouldn't let me go. And uh, it was really cool. And they're just such a grateful people. She brought in her grades from her class and showed us our grades, and they're just so grateful and, and appreciative. And then Pablo. Troy's already talked about Pablo, but this little kid was amazing, and I will never forget him. I had pizza tonight, and I thought of him. Uh, in conversation one day, he told me that he had never... Oh, that his favorite, I asked him what his favorite food was, and he said it was pizza. But then he said, I've never had pizza. So, um, so I was like, what can I do to get this little boy some pizza? Uh, so we were having a pizza party on the last night, and I told him if he came to church and he brought his mom, I would give him and his mom a whole pizza. I was trying to get his mom to come to church. His mom didn't come, but he showed up right on time early. You know, so cute. All his hair slicked and um, waited around for hours while we were praying um, to get his pizza. So it was really cool. And he ate it like a pro. He picked the pepperonis off and ate those first, and then he didn't eat the crust. Um, And we were able to give him a whole pizza to take home to his family. And so, I mean, and he, like, he just broke down in prayer that night and told us all about his family that were gang members, and he was just sobbing for his family, and, you know, the Holy Spirit was really present, and even on this little 11-year-old boy's life, he knew what was going on in the prayer meeting, and he knew, um, I mean, I know he felt the presence of God, and and people were able to pray over him for his life, and and like he said, you know, he said he would pray for us, and we said he'd pray for him, and every time I eat pizza, I will remember Pablo.
9: Hey guys. Okay, so this trip was probably the best week of my life. Um, I mean, everything from Michaela's southern accent to the pollo dance to like just God's presence every single day. Um, I mean, the passion and the fire that these kids have is more passion, more fire than I've seen, than I've ever seen. Like, whether it's this on Wednesday or on Sunday, like they have so much more passion, so much more fire, and I mean, like materially, they have pretty much nothing, but they have so much more than us, like spiritually, and uh, they pretty much, like we came there and told them some stuff about God, and some stuff about sex, and all that stuff, which is great, but they showed us how we're supposed to live, like, if you read Acts 2, and read about the church and how it is, like, that was that church. It was identical. Like they were all together. There wasn't little clicks around. Like you couldn't tell who was best friends with who because it looked like they were best friends with everybody. And uh, when we got there, it, okay, we can't do a bro nod to someone without that person going, okay, I don't know who you, are. are you doing this? But like they'll come up and give you the biggest hug ever, and you've never seen them before in your life. So and, like if they, if you ask them to carry something. Like, a mile, they would carry it two miles for you. Like, they would not just stop at, okay, this is all you guys asked me to do. Like, they don't, they're willing to do anything for you. Um, so, I mean, it's not, you guys, you know, can't really understand perfectly everything I'm saying. So, it's our job to kind of show you and lead by example how a church is supposed to look, and how people are supposed to praise God. Because, I mean, God like died for us and he's willing to do whatever it takes to do like his will and he wants us to be him not just serve him so I don't know like it really broke me because I have so much more stuff than them but that's not what matters what matters is the heart and what matters is the fire you have for God and what you're willing to do for God and what you're willing to do for your friends and not care what non-Christians are thinking and for me at least, that's the biggest problem I have I mean, yeah, I believe in God I mean, I say I say He's most important to me and I say I really want my friends to come to Christ but when I think about what I'm doing I'm not doing really anything about that like, if you really looked at my life wouldn't really know that the most important thing in my life is to serve God. You probably wouldn't really know that the most important thing in my life is to bring my friends to Christ. But
0: that's pretty much it for me. I thank God they don't have to make a certain amount of money. They just have God. And their lives reflect Christ,
4: their lives
0: uh, reveal Christ, and their lives point you to Christ. Uh, that's, that's who they are. So many times we get caught up in the American dream, the American way of life. And, and honestly, the more the more I grow in my faith. American way of life does not honor God. And I really am thinking that God detests it. And Paul, uh, oh, you said that very, very well. I feel like God wants to do some stuff in our hearts tonight. I just felt like we needed to, uh, before we move on and do some more testimonies, we just needed to stop for a minute and just praise Him uh, a little bit. So we're going to sing, if you guys just want to stand with me, we're just going to sing uh, the worship song together. On that day when
10: I see All that you have for me When
4: I see you face to face They're surrounded by your grace All my fears swept away In the light of your embrace. I oh. say your name no my name hold me now. you hold me you
0: Us together that week, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, and then we prayed for the next two hours, two and a half hours. We just began to pray for one another, and God came in a powerful way. I don't know if you've ever prayed for two and a half hours before, but it's not that easy sometimes. But in that type of atmosphere, in that moment, it just moved by. And, uh, one of, the, one of my friends down there, Lionel, about the same age as me, him and his wife are youth workers down there. Last time I was there in November, I had prayed over them and anointed them, and they, uh, they had some answers for prayer over that year. Some of the things we specifically lifted up to the Lord. We were just praying, and he came up and he put his hands on my chest, and he began to speak a prophetic word in my life. I mean, he didn't know, but. The very things that he began to speak were the very things that were concerning in my heart and urgent in my heart. The things I'd been asking and pleading with God for, the very things he began to speak. And uh, it was an incredibly powerful moment for me. Because he was speaking God's words. And those are the things I've been dying to hear from God. Those are the things that, man, I just desperately wanted to hear from Him as I prayed and I heard them. It was like I heard God's voice through my friend Mark. And I was talking to Pastor Cain a little bit after that. He's like, he did the same thing to me. I just lost it. And it's an incredible... Incredible time in that fighting. I don't have words to explain it to you. Uh, there's not many words that describe a heavy presence of God. When you are seeing teenagers crying out and desperately seeking and desperately loving one another and desperately lifting each other up across language boundaries, across uh, 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 country, country lines, and nationalities to see the unity of God's kingdom come together under His presence. I'm going to make it was one of the most amazing things, and I will forever remember it. And I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to stand beside my brothers, and my sisters, and worship God. Um, I want to have a few more testimonies and I think it's only fitting that at the end of our service tonight that we just lift we lift our friends up we pray we pray for Zion Church and we pray for that youth ministry their vision was greatly expanded I really truly believe that over this past week uh, they have the hearts they have the love and now they have a vision that's way too good for them. And I think they're ready to conquer. They're ready to go out and advance the kingdom. And we want to keep them in our prayers, and we want to lift them up together tonight at the end. I'd really like to hear from a few more people on the trip, whether students or adults. So, um,
11: get robbed a lot. And I just thought of her every single day having to ride that bus in fear that they're going to here for a reason.
12: I don't know why I'm here. I don't know
11: why I live in such a rich country. But I know that there's a purpose and I know that that he's going to use this trip uh, in in my life, for the rest of my life, to testify to other people. But it it was really cool. Before I left, I prayed. I prayed to God and I said, God, please don't let anything over this trip hinder me. Don't let anything hold me back. Don't let anything, just don't let me complain. And um, on Wednesday when we were having the the uh, extreme rally, I got some poisoning. I got burnt so bad that I got some poisoning. And I'm here to tell you that I didn't feel it at all. Not once. And I've, I've, I've seen God do miracles in my life in regards to money and in various things where I've seen his his fingerprints, but to actually have a physical you know, something that like I've had some poison before and it hurts. It hurts real bad. And so for him to answer that prayer and to be faithful in that it was just it was incredible. And it's funny because today I woke or yesterday I woke up with a cold, stomachache and all these kinds of things that would have been a constant reminder. Oh, that hurts. Or oh, I feel bad. Or oh, I feel awful. And it didn't. It didn't take me away from that time with God. And I know that it's Satan trying to get at me, but he can't keep me down. And uh, just my last thing is, uh, while we were at the school, there were so many kids that, I'm sure there were lots and lots more, but I had the opportunity to pray with three little girls. Actually, the translator did, because I was crying one time. Um, I couldn't really get any words out, but I was like, you got to pray for Like, I can't do it, I can't do it. After I asked her if she wanted to ask Jesus into her heart, she said, the three girls, and they said yes. I was just a blubbering mess, and I couldn't handle it. But um, but it was just, it was very, very awesome to be able to, to be put there in a way that got And I thank you guys. I thank every single one of you that was on the trip. I thank you teens, which, as they can all testify, I'm not a teens person, and I love you all.
0: It was great that uh, when we began to break into groups and began to present the gospels at school man, the, the translators were right there the, the Zion church people were right there and they had their cards and they were filling out names and they were writing down the kids names so that they could follow up with them so they could talk to them, talk to their families and, I mean it was so odd, it was so different from other missions trips where you go and you just hope someone follows up with them, you hope they find a the church and I mean the great thing about this partnership is that, like this church is on the ground, I mean they're They're doing the work. We go in, and we experience incredible blessing, and and they're they're doing the work. I mean, they're going to go after them, and and I have no doubt that they will. They're not just going to let them along the wayside. They're they're ready. They're prepared uh, to advance that kingdom. And uh, it really just blew me away how organized they were, how uh, the vision of the church was, just how they were. They were people of movement. They weren't just going to church on Sunday morning and sitting and seeing. Their church, their church, their entire church was a church of movement, And uh, it was amazing to watch them at work. To watch them as they ministered.
10: All right, It's hard to follow up. Right now. I'll try. Um, Basically, uh, I got sick during the trip, but, uh, Sherry prayed over me and I, she told me not to waste the moment and enjoy it and uh, don't say ruin it, but, it. Uh, but I got the runs and the house. i I had to go to the bathroom real bad uh, during my we ran to school. So Jorge, one of the translators, uh, got me some pillow paper and I went to this bathroom that was, uh, my I, uh, around the nose, and I could really smell anything. But I swear, it was this deep in pee that it smelled like. But I don't know what it was. It was weird. But, uh, and so I had flip-flops on it. I had flip-flops on it. And so, and, uh, I got, I made my little nest. and then, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. because <laughs> the bathrooms were so bad, and they smelled really bad. So, as I have a lot of, I sit down, I drop the toilet paper roll into the toilet. Uh, and so, uh, I, I hurry up to grab it, but I'm not going to use a half soggy roll of toilet paper, you know what I'm saying? And so, I go out, and there's this, it's, it's a weird bathroom deal where you have the door, you have the door of the bathroom stall, and then you have this gated uh, bathroom that keeps other people out, I don't know why. But it's like it's like bars and stuff, I didn't really know why they were there. And I couldn't open up that door, and so I was yelling to Jorge, who had the other roll from this case area, he was sitting like, probably a few yards away, and I was yelling to him to give the telegram a roll, he finally came, up, came and gave me the roll after five minutes of yelling. But uh, that's that one story that I thought you guys would like. Uh, when we were praying we, when we were praying with John and uh, he talked about it for a little bit but uh, that moment like I couldn't stop praying and so I just prayed like I could have, I could literally couldn't stop praying and dancing and all that fun stuff and uh yeah that's what that's another story and uh so, and then uh, we uh, went to this rally thing, and I thought it was awesome that we were all rolling around the pool, and we did not care, you know what I'm saying? It was, think that we cared after because we all stoked, but in the moment, we did not care, and uh, that was cool. And then uh, when we were all jumping up and down during the services, we were, I was literally dripping in sweat, my, my pants were like a light... Red, tannish kind of color, they were all dark by the way, because I am like sweat. Like, I mean, it was weird. And then I was all sweaty, and uh, it was kind of cool because the, hot, the place was so hot. It, it was cooler outside. So, and everyone was jumping in each other's sweat. It was really weird. And so, it was cool too. But, uh, uh
0: yeah, that's it. Uh, I call
13: it holy sweat. Holy. Okay. Um, first, this is something that Matt had said one of the nights when um, we were debriefing, and um, it really stuck with me and like made me think like it been going along with what I was like thinking about um, the whole trip. And he said, um, God's true justice is no matter where you are, He'll make you rich these people have true joy and true love. It's it's God's justice. And, like, I think the biggest thing for me, like, I thought going into this trip, like, we're going to be so wrecked because they have nothing and, like, we live in the United States and it sucks because people act like they need stuff and they have no idea. Like, I don't know, I've been wrecked by that for the past few years. And, like, just going into this trip, I was like, oh, like, it's going to be even worse. Like, we're going to actually, like, see the people that don't have this stuff. And, like, we're going to, like, to know them and like know their story and it's going to be even worse than just knowing that there's people out there who live with nothing and we have so much and like we got there and I'm like we are the people that have like nothing like they have all that they need like the compassion program yeah we give them food and we give them like there's four different areas that compassion provides them with and they get their health and the spiritual stuff and like everything that they need but the kids don't even really care about the food like Yeah, the meal comes during the day when they're there, but like seeing them play with their friends and being able to smile and have fun and learn about God and memorize their verses and learn their songs and just like get to be loved on by somebody because some of these kids either don't have parents, have one parent, never see their parents, like Pablo. Like, you know, some of these kids walk 10 blocks. To get to church The night that we had The prayer thing Like they all stayed For the entire thing And they stayed To eat pizza afterwards It was pouring Like the church was flooded And the lights had gone out Like there was no electricity And they still stayed And some of them Had to walk home By themselves Ten blocks I'm like do you have to Like is there somebody else That walks that way And they're like no I just normally walk alone And I'm like They're like But but I know God's with me Like it doesn't scare me I know there's gangs around But like They don't even care And um But like we have, we act like we have so much here, but we, we didn't, I didn't go there realizing what they didn't have. Like we all went there, just like everybody said, like we went there and we realized like that we have like nothing. We act like but we have so much to be able to reach out and we have all the opportunities and everything we need to share what we know and to share who we know and we don't do anything about it. And then oh, another thing I just want to kind of encourage you guys, like the guys there give standards. Like, I don't think any of us girls would be okay with dating any of you because we've met guys that are like amazing just as friends. Like, they're not looking to be nice to us because they want to date us. Like, they know they're our brothers and our sisters and they need to look out for us. And they smell really good and they don't even take showers. (laughs) So, that's another thing that I came back with is like, even if a guy is like halfway across the world and that's who's going to treat us right, like they're worth waiting for.
14: So. Yeah. Something that kind of at the end of this trip was that uh, about a month ago, a uh, whole group of us from Element had gone to the Desperation Conference in Colorado. And now uh, there's many of you in this room who had done that. Um, and I think there's only a handful of us that uh, they went on both trips. but. I really sensed God telling me that a lot of the same things that we talked about in both places actually had a lot in common, and at first that might not seem right because you know John kind of had set up the first one as what he calls like a spiritual growth trip. Um, let's just go spend time with God, pour yourself into Him, and you know, pour Himself into you. And then the second trip was more uh, missions oriented. Let's let's travel the world, let's find out how some other people live, let's share God with them, let's get God shared with us. But the two really became tied together in my heart as some students came home from desperation they had heard about the heart Wars program which a lot of us have talked about and talked about um, you know, giving of ourselves and sacrificing and we worshiped together and really that's what we did in El Salvador too we just were actually there with those people that we had talked about and, uh, and even tying it even farther together I think of our whole church and the mission statement for our whole church is love God love people, serve the world and what I saw you guys do while we were in El Salvador is all three. And you begin to love God as we worship together. You begin to love His people, both ourselves and this other group that we begin to get really close with. And then also I saw you begin to serve the world as people. Um, just this week signed up to sponsor children. Um, as people like me got to meet a kid who I've been writing letters to for a year, got to be a family. Um, so. You know, you have these trips Desperation trip, El Salvador trip But this is what God is for us Every day of our lives Love Him Love His people And serve the world And so as you're back here and I mean, yeah, you're in a different Geographic location But it's no different All these things tie right back into you know, the, the things that John's talking about 10000 strong Our frontline team that is, gonna, that is saying We want to transform high schools in Home County, in the Southeast of Michigan. We wanna we wanna do these things right where we're at. And so you know, in both of those two trips, I saw students who took action steps. And God convicted me of something and he said, Hey, you need to do this. And and I did, and I didn't even know why I had to do it, but I did it. And then now I you know go to El Salvador. I'm like, oh that's that's why I need to do that. And there's gonna be some great things that God's gonna get some glory out of that are gonna happen. And um Excited over that. So, you know, we could talk, I could tell you everything, you know, meet my sponsor child, all the things we did that week, but God just convinced me that my life needs to be wrapped around that idea from Scripture of love Him, love people, and serve the world.
7: Says, uh, people from every nation and tongue, uh, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And like, it's just you—you you sing the songs and you say, "I'm not just singing the song." And but when we sing that, it's like we were actually worshiping with people from uh, different nations who speak English, and it was with kids that were like this high to this high, but like 50, and um like that song became real, because we were worshipping with people from different nations and uh, tongues, but the other songs that we sing should be just as real like When we say, I want to sit at your feet, like that can be just as real as worshiping with people that speak in Spanish. And uh, then we all sing hallelujah, and even though they say it with a little bit of a weird Spanish kind of way, but it's still hallelujah, giving praises to our God, no matter what the words are, no matter. What it sounds like Hallelujah To the one and only God above all nations
0: It's very special too because uh, One of the worship songs that they sang They actually learned in English To sing for us They worshiped in English the songs. But everything they played Stuff we played.
15: was a very different trip compared to El Salvador. Just um I was like a legit tourist over there. And you know, it was beautiful, you know, we were in the countryside and seeing all the old buildings, but it was man-made beauty. Like when I went to El Salvador, it was God-made beauty. Like when we were on the zipline, there was one of the cables that was just over this vast like valley, and it was huge, and like it was so big and so beautiful. And sense it was longer, I actually had a second to talk to God. And I was like, God, how did you make this so big? Like, why did you do that? He's like, I did it for you. And I was like, seriously? Like, you did that for me? And like, I was like, it's so big and so beautiful. He's like, I know. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, I made it. Like, I was like, but you're even bigger and even more beautiful than that. Like I couldn't even wrap my mind around that. Like he did that for me. Like it just it broke me. Um, also on this trip, my whole family went on the trip. My mom, dad, and brother, and we got to meet our sponsor child. And um, the first day we walked in there, long story short, my mom and I missed the bus there, and so um, we had we, when we walked in like our sponsor. We have a girl and then we. Got her brother and her sister, and um, they recognized us from the pictures my dad had taken down there before. And when we walked in, they stood up and they ran over to us, and they just give us—they gave us the biggest hugs I've ever gotten in my life, and they meant it. And, um, she just became so much more than a picture in a refrigerator. getting to school, because I can give up one piece a month. That's only $30. It's not a sacrifice for us at all. And now we have her brother, and it's just amazing to be able to help someone there who has so much more than we do. And we got to go to their house and meet their family and see how they live. And just, I
1: got home
15: and it made me sick to
1: God told me that I have to go
15: back because there I felt at home.
16: Yeah. All right. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that God is so awesome. I mean, we weren't there to experience it, but just through the testimonies alone, you can see how ordained the partnership is between our church and their church. Like our heartbeats are the exact same. Like yes, there are thousands of churches that have heart for Christ and that they're pushing the kingdom forward, but I can't really explain it in words. Their church, they're us. You know, like we're the brothers and sisters in that close bond, and it's just amazing to see again. I don't know. Um, I know it's been talking about a lot But that Friday night um, When we were all praying It was cool because I was like debriefing my parents last night And I was like, yeah, we prayed I don't know, a couple of hours I don't know, one, maybe three I have no idea And it was just amazing because it didn't matter It didn't matter how long we are praying We are just so filled with the Spirit That we didn't want to leave it That if that was home Like, these people are awesome But what unites us is Christ And, um it was cool because i was over on the corner and i heard john come over to some of the students and he's like you know the pizza's here you can go eat and nobody left we stayed for like another hour it was like who cares i can eat cold pizza anytime and that's fine i'd rather be here where god's presence is and it was cool because the song we did earlier as well it says you know in your presence that's where earth and heaven become one and that's what that felt like that night that it was like i and you know god I, I couldn't see him visually, but I just know he was there and just embracing us in his arms. And at and the whole time, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, God, I get so distracted. Like, I know what my problem is. My problem is busyness. My problem is just letting stress rule my life. And, you know, year after year, I've grown up in the youth group. I've had youth trips where I'm like, okay, this is going to change. And I don't sacrifice. I don't discipline myself to actually do that. And i just been to the same spot. And so I was praying this time. I was like, God, I don't want to do that again. I'm sick of that road, and I want a different one. I want the path less taken, you know. And, um, and he just said, like, fall in love with me. He just spent time with me. And he goes, look at these people in the church. You know, they spent six days at the church. They're praising God every moment. They're uniting with their Christian brothers and sisters. And that empowers them to go out into the streets and just proclaim his word. And, and that's what God just kept telling me. He's like, just, you're in love with me. Just... Spend time with me. just Because when you spend time with me, you will fall in love with me. And that will just, outpour will up your mouth. Like, you'll, um, one of the nights I was talking to one of the translators. And I was just like, yeah, God did this in my past. God did this. God did this. God did this. God did this. I didn't want to stop. Because I just wanted to, like, testify to what God has done. And I, and it just kind of was amazing to see. It doesn't matter if you went on the trip or not. Because, you know, like you said, God's staying here or there. It doesn't matter. It's all, like, the way you approach Him. It's the way you approach Him with humble, um, humble spirit, just wanted to embrace all that he is, and so whether you went on the gym or not, it's not like we got a special dose of God, and now we're super spiritual, and I don't know if you're going to reach us, that's not it, God will be like, Whoa. gotcha, you're there, you're exactly where I want you to be, and he'll just hold you, and just give all the praise to God. And what's amazing,
0: they, uh, uh, one of the students said uh, Acts 2.42, just came alive that passage of scripture, Just they met, they, they were there at the church six days a week. I mean, they met together. They ate together. They fellowshiped together. They prayed together. It was, it was a visual picture of the early church. And, uh, whew. Awesome.
9: We <coughs> was wait for great to come up and start
4: preaching. <laughs> I'm
17: going to go now because I don't
4: want to follow Greg.
18: <laughs> um,
17: couple just different things where we had started in the beginning of the week and all our debriefing started with I think this and I'm wondering that and I saw this but throughout hours after it was did you see what God did did you see what God did and this God has done and then towards even past that it was just praises to God and thanks to God and help us God and for our group it was just a transition that happened very quickly um, as many here oh whoops three ladies, three little ladies, real little ladies, um, all at separate times said to come and tell all of you to thank you. All of us. All of us as a church. And that we are all one church. All separate people. And to, to send you love from El Salvador. And that they would be praying for us. And when we these women say they're going to pray, you get out of the way because you're going to pray. So know that. That they, when 30 some of us went, they saw all of us. Um, as, as a church, as a group. And that was really, really awesome. So I needed to do that. But the one thing that I'd ask, we said, what are you expecting? And I wanted to see it do. I wanted to know God more. I wanted to see God more. And um, and experience things I haven't experienced. Just making sure it to be available. And um, we, we're we really good about having the Bible posted all over in our prayer rooms and our books and our shirts and the vision by Pete Greg and all that. And... Um, they're free from materialism came into my heart that these people are free from materialism there's no need to be in sorrow for them they are rich with tears God said they are rich with tears they are rich with sweat I fear that I will never sweat like that again they are rich with poverty Um, I want to be like that and um, before the Friday night Thursday night happened And I felt a draw, and I thought it was to go pray for the pastor. And I wanted to, you know, make sure the timing was right and stuff. And he was across the room, but Nathan East beat me, and he was already on his feet. I'm like, okay, good. I don't have to go. But then I was drawn to a guitar player, a team, much like my son. And um, he felt, not really felt, some people really felt, but he leaned into me. And... I held Christ. He just kind of melted in me, and I held Christ. And God revealed to me that this young man, has a heart of Christ, that he breaks for his people, that he loves his heavenly Father, that he honors him with all that he has. Now that kid wasn't falling, but because he was leaning on me, I fell and he had to go. But I, I, I cried, I want to be like this. I want to be this selfless. And um, over and over again, I help people. I help me. Brothers cried over brothers. Families cried with families. And they are rich with tears. And the Father God says in his word that he battles each and every tear. And he counts them as riches in heaven and gold. And he counts them as prayers. We experience Christ in a very real way. I felt Christ's hands on me. And the little, little, little kids came and prayed over me. something different. I kind of had a little different experience. I was off painting. I was off doing what i loved love to do. God honored me again. Just random little children coming up going away. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just to say that, um, make yourself available. We are blessed here. Use it for His glory. I'm ready to pack up and sell my house and everything. My poor husband used to wrap to wreck our hands. But no, I just praise God for that. And um, I want to be rich with tears. I want to be selfless. I want to sweat for Christ. I going to give my all here. I want to give my all here.
18: So many amazing, funny things that happened on this trip, like Milton screaming like a girl as he went down the zip line, or, I don't know, just so many things, you know, El Pollo, that's hilarious. Uh, there are so many beautiful things that happened on this trip, too, that I was just glad I got to not necessarily be a part of, but just witness and just sit back and watch. Um, I was there when Holly went up to the girl that John and her put through college or whatever, and I watched Holly say, Come here. Oh, I don't remember who the show's was, but she said, tell her that I'm John's wife, and, you know, immediately just tears filled her eyes, and she just grabbed Holly and started hugging her, and then when her mom came, her mom, it was exactly how Holly described it, she grabbed her and would not let go, and the emotion that was in that room was amazing, it was funny how, like, the other, the little kids that were in that room could just be there and not see how something so beautiful was going on right in front of them. Um... Something else um, Rosa, she prayed over me one night On um, the Friday night And she was praying over me in tongues And I've been prayed over in tongues You know, many times and stuff But this was only the second time That someone's prayed over me in tongues And I get like, like chills It's kind of like It's hard to explain But it's like shivers down your spine almost But it's not cold shivers It's Holy Spirit shivers And your whole body just becomes filled with them And like the Holy Spirit is in like a condensed form almost It's so cool. I mean, it's hard. It's just so hard to describe. Um, it's funny that Sherry talked about praying over Ailu because I was going to say that I was sitting in the back of the church that night because I had been sitting with my sponsor, her child, and her grandma. And I see Sherry go over there and start praying over him. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know, um, like they have a connection because I did notice the similarity and, you know, Jake and everything. Um, then I saw him just fall into you and it was just like so amazing like it was just like the love he had for you even though you probably didn't talk to him that much but it was awesome it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen he just fell into you and you just held him it was amazing I mean it was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen probably I mean it was so cool I mean another thing I got to meet my sponsor child and it was so Funny. I just went up to her and she just hugged me and um, she hugged me for quite a while and didn't let go. And I asked Alessandra, one of the translators, you know, you want to ask her if she wants to sit down and talk? And she asked her and she just said, No, I just want to hold you. And I just said, Okay, (laughs) I'll hold you then, you know. (laughs) And that's what she did every time she hugged me. She just held me for a long time until you know someone made her leave. Just love and the welcoming that those people have, and it's just so beautiful, and that's what, I always struggled, looking at the church as a worldwide church, when I got there, I said, this is his pride, this is it, this is his church, this is who we belong with, this is our family, and it just changed my vision of everything.
2: Um, there's a special bond like, automatically, I've been there in November, I went, but it was just, you know, of course, they remembered me from before, but this time we just really, really got to know them and have that bond, like, just brothers and sisters in Christ, I and mean, it was just amazing, like, on the zip, or on the, um, what do you call it, zip slide. Like, we were just like, you know, grab a part hand and slide down the poopy slide. It was <laughs> like, it was so awesome just how much we bonded and how much we all got along, how, like, our youth groups were. And, um, I just really enjoyed that and everything. One of the special moments for me was, um, night, Friday night, we were all praying over each other and stuff. Rosa, she, I don't know if she knew that Sean was my brother or not, but she, um, like, she was praying over me, and then she she had, um, the translator grab Sean and she like up and she just started praying over us together. I don't know what she said, but it was just, you know, not a lot But you know, that she was praying over both of us together and everything. So, it was special and everything. And that was awesome. the I was very much on. I be able to worship together. And we prayed over together and everything. Um, and then, of course, the, just the passion that everyone had and we didn't care like how sweaty we got and jumping, we just continue to jump and have fun and it wasn't just about, you know, having fun uh, while worshipping. It was like, you know, seeing the hallelujah seeing the words that we were saying in two different languages, but we all knew what we were saying, we we're all worshipping in the same way and singing the same words. And it's just awesome. And um that's that's the thing. I don't say it to brag on myself or to um saying, like, hey, this is what I did or anything, but I I, was, I did a fundraiser over this past, since November till now, and um, it was for the Seeds of Faith program, the organization for babies and their mothers, and last time, God just really spoke to my heart, you know, saying, like, you need to do something for this, for this group, you know, there's a child I saw that uh, was being raised by, um, well, she was with, like, her eight-year-old sister, and it was like, noon run one o'clock and he didn't eat, or she hadn't eaten at all. And yeah, she had like a hard candy to suck on. Like, you don't get hard candy to babies, to little kids at all. And that's what she had, that's all she had. And so God was telling me that like, you need to do something. And again, I, like I, I held back from telling John this to other people because I did not want to God, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to make it about me. You know, but God was kind of sharing time and time when I was sitting with John like you need to tell them this. You need to say what what God was doing, and so, anyways, since November, um, all of my babysitting money I put towards this fund. And it, usually, I don't babysit as much as I have within this time frame. But you know, I told a few people, like you know, let me know if you want me babysit. I'll put all this money towards this organization. I was able to raise fifteen hundred dollars. I gave all that to the organization and I told, you know, sister, Sonia, down, we talked to her about it and I I didn't tell, like, the organization when we were with them. I'd tell them how much I raised her and I just said, not I have some questions because I was trying to raise money for you guys and they just came up to me and just told me how grateful they were. They didn't know how much I raised or how much what I did exactly. They just, they are so grateful of how compassion has helped their families by bringing groceries once a month and by doing that stuff and I'm just really grateful that God used me, um, Help out with that. And last thing, I'm sorry, but I have to point this out. Um, In the airport, on the way home, we were all, you know, we we got laid over because of the storm and everything. And we were all like complaining about how hungry we were. And I know that some of us have health health issues and everything, but everyone was, you know, oh, we're so hungry. Let's just, you know, we share snacks and everything. But we're stuck in that little baggage claim area where we didn't have any food. We couldn't go get a meal and everything. And I was just thinking to myself, and I mentioned to Sean, like, well, I wonder how long, when's the last time, how has eaten? You know, like someone said, we haven't eaten in nine hours, but he probably hasn't eaten all day, or many of our sponsor children. And I think, like, it was just sad to me that, like, after we experienced all that, really? Like, on our way home, this is what we're saying, this is what we're complaining about? This it make sense, and I hope that we don't lose that, that we don't just forget about that, and go on complain like we had before this trip.
12: Without saying something, though, but you know, I've just been blessed beyond belief. Just, just listening to these guys. Um, they, they've said everything that I wanted to say tonight. And, and it, but every when, when when I hear what's in my heart being shared by other people, other believers, and I know that it's of God. It just it overwhelms me. It consumes me. And I'm just. Oh, the presence was so great in El Salvador, but I'm, I'm so glad that it's here now. It doesn't stop. It never has to stop. Uh, you know I, didn't know, I didn't really know what to expect from this trip. You know, I've been on so many trips. I've been to many places. But it's always been like a construction project, and that's, that's what I cut my teeth on. you got to make cement if you really want to make a difference, right? God showed me another thing, as He always does. This may have been one of the most influential trips I've ever been on, and that's that's hard for me to say, and it's hard to compare trips. But that's how powerful this experience was. And God showed me showed me I don't have to make cement to build something, because we were building the kingdom on this trip. And uh, I also I knew it would be a great trip because I'm blessed beyond belief that. Uh, a God vision has been realized. I, after my first mission trip eight years ago, I knew I wanted my family to experience this together. And we did. And more blessed than I deserve that we can share this. You know, for as long as we live, we can say things, we can just look at each other and know what we experienced back there, down there, wherever it was. But I think I just praise God for that experience to hear my daughter up here sharing. Cause I couldn't even speak, so I'm glad there was a lot of time in between that I could get up here. Otherwise, I'm babbling more than I am. But lastly, I just I want to share also, uh, cause I said I'd be brief, but I'm not. But that's the way it is. To deal with it. <laughs> um. That, that, that night, uh, so many have already shared about that Friday night, and uh, I was glad you mentioned about Lionel because uh, I had the exact same experience. Uh, yeah, he he came over and there, were, you know, you know when you go on a mission trip and you think you're gonna help other people, these people helped me so much more than I could ever help them. And, and what they showed me, what I learned from these people, is is to have this total outright dependence on God for everything because you know and I and I know that in my mind, but how easy is it as I get involved in ministry and I want to do things that that I start relying on my own power to do things. And I think I gotta I think I gotta do stuff. And and part of me was 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 praying this as we were experiencing all this and all this Friday night prayers were going on and I kept saying in my mind, What what can I do to bring this back home? What what can I do? What, what, What what, how, how passionate
4: do I have to get? What, how many things do I